Rocket Racer is back and he steals stuff from Jackson Wheel. Get it? Ah. Uh-huh. No. Rocket, yeah, okay, you'll get it later. Being loyal listeners, thanks so much for joining us. This is Radioactive Spider Pod, the podcast that looks back on the 90s Spider-Man cartoon and asks, how many naughty daddies can one season contain? Here to bring you more nostalgic tidings, I'm your host, the past tense Peter Iskandar. Oh yes, right. No one else is here. I guess that joke's still funny. Uh, just a reminder, there's always good stuff on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Give us a follow if you'd be so kind. All the links are on our website, thwip thwip. Uh, at RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. We're also on Patreon with exclusive bonus episodes, outtakes, and oddities, and that's Patreon.com slash RadioactiveSpiderPod if you want to support the show. Of course, if you're just starting with this podcast and are confused what the hell's going on, allow me to explain. Having completed our task of reviewing the entire 65-episode run of Spider-Man the Animated Series, we're taking it easy with some episodes to celebrate the show and rest on our laurels. We've once again gone back and forced Kevin to hand-select the finest choice cuts of vintage Spider-Pod content and edit them together. It's a look back at some of our favorite moments from our third season reviewing the show. So sit back, relax, join me in a drink as we toast the thwips and quips of yesteryear. And then Dormammu goes, Do not reject me. That is the one thing you cannot do. No! It reminded me a lot of when I was dating. That's why I said a lot. <laughs> wow. Was it just like that was under your Tinder profile? <laughs> no, that's the that's the that's the text I ret- I sent after I got the like sorry I'm not interested text. That's terrible. Man, you should make like a fake Tinder profile with Dormammu's face. <laughs> it just says, "Do not reject me." That's the one thing you cannot do. And then it says, like, love me, stay with me, obey me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. I'll be your daddy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Location, dark dimension. Age, I am without limits. So they all just simultaneously climax. Malaka <sighs> chumpongkra. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's gross. Ah, what a beautiful day. Their fucking dry cleaning bill on those uh, robe things that they're wearing must be astronomical. <laughs> you assume they wash them. There's one entry level cult mate whose job is to wash each one of them by hand. <laughs> but uh, Baron Mordo there, that's a familiar voice. Yeah, it is. Baron Mordo is played here by actor Tony Jay with a very distinctive voice from many different cartoons, but probably best known for his roles as Frollo in Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame and Megabyte in the show Reboot, as well as Shere Khan from the show Tailspin. Woo, Megabyte! Oh, man, such a distinctive voice. And the face uh, Baron Mordo makes when Dormammu shows up behind him is like a kid who got caught skipping school and his mom's... She appears behind him at the arcade. Yeah, and he's just like, shit. Master Dormammu. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> I had no <laughs> Didn't idea. Didn't see you there. Oh, How are, how's the realm? Yeah. <laughs> Good. How's the negative dimension? <laughs> it just gets smacked down. Well, he finds MJ, and then we get, like, a monologue from her about how happy she is to be seeing her father again and nothing else happening in her life. And Um, (laughs) while she's- Hold on, Kevin. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. Because it's not her father she sees. It's daddy. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry. You're right. We need to make that distinction. She sees daddy every day. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird (laughs) choice, especially because, you know, they didn't call it sins of the daddy. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is a very specific documentary. Oh my gosh. That I would not particularly be interested in. I guess they tried to make her childlike by saying daddy. It's to make her seem like she's reverting back to, oh, daddy. It's weird. The entire time she's saying that stuff, 
Peter's standing there, if you look, and he's got this bored, blank expression on his face. <laughs> like, he's just tuning her out. Like, I feel like he's falling in old habits where she would run lines with him for her plays, and he's just like... Not making it. <laughs> yeah, my mind's going a mile a minute. But then when he realizes it's his turn to speak, he does his classic come in way too hot and way too cryptic and way too yep. aggressive. I can't go. Mary Jane, what about the things you were doing earlier this evening? The break-in at Greenwich Village. It didn't work the first time when Brock was chasing you and you're super fucking weird. It didn't work with Felicia when Morbius was weird and it didn't work with Deborah with the vulture. You've got to change your your way of telling people they're in danger, Peter. God. Oh, your mom is also here, and she wants to see you at the coffee shop down the street. <laughs> then you just push her into a trunk. <laughs> like, take her to the deep programmer. They were everywhere in the 90s. Spider-Man visits his fourth biggest fan. After us? Yeah, obviously fucking after us. Jesus. So Spider-Man visits his fourth biggest fan, Tyena, for a meet and greet. They crack wise for a bit, and then she shows him her scrapbook. Okay, but I'm clearly the number one fan of the three of us, or do you think we're, like, tied for first? My name is Peter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm currently wearing Spider-Man pajamas. Yeah, in a Batman chair, you fucking (laughs) backstabber. (laughs) They didn't have a Spider-Man one. (laughs) I tried. If we reach our Patreon stretch goals, we'll fight to the death over this. (laughs) It's just like a slap fight. (laughs) 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 Weak nerd. I like that she's like, you know what? This girl's someone after my own heart because she is just talking to herself while she cuts out the photos of Spider-Man. And I respect that. There, Spider-Man. This is your best picture ever. Is that is that what you did with the... Oh, no. Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I yeah, did it's that the with one. all the Blink-182 photos. <laughs> it's Vero's wall, but it's all just like crotch shots and butt yeah, shots. It's all butt <laughs> shots of Spider-Man. He like looks... <laughs> He gets there and he like looks in the window first because he's about to look the sash and it's just all ass shots of him. And he's like, oh no, like, not today. And he just zips Spider-Man, yeah. wait. Aunt May is super delighted to kill an animal. Oh, I hate spiders. Can't you hear me? I know how to get rid of you. Oh, she was She's fucking evil in that scene. She yeah, like she a gets witch. a weird, like, face. Yeah. She's like... <laughs> yeah, she like... basically looks like, now I've got you, my pretty. Yeah, like, she's Everything. and she's got terrible aim. Oh, yeah, no, well, she that's why she decides to turn on the faucet. Yeah, she can't hit the broadside. I know how to kill you. It's 2 p.m., sure. Hand eye is long gone. <laughs> Those lunchtime gins hit hard. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. You know, there's Even higher proof alcohols than gin. Oh. Yeah, but... You don't get that delightful gin smell. Yeah. I mean, it mixes so well with juice. It's herbal, you know. It's a little Snoop perfumey. It's got a good bouquet. It's a great alcohol. We're going to have to think of a way to get gin in next season. What's next season? Gins of the Father. <laughs> That's oh, it. why didn't we do Gins oh. of the Father? <laughs> oh, fuck. What the fuck, Kevin? You terrible person. I don't know. We could split it halfway through the season. Wait, wait, no, let's we... do that. Let's just... <laughs> yeah, and then we're just fucking, like, surly people. <laughs> we're just gonna be too <sighs> drunk by the end of every episode. That's gins of the father. You have to have one gin and one blogger. Uh, that's the rule. Channeling my inner Aunt May, I am also having a gins of the logger. Uh, in my nice. case, I'm combining a gin smash with a Lauenbrau lager to make a nice, delicious shanty. Oh it's very minty. Do you mix those together? <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> and then Taina's like, yeah, see, you owe him. And she's like, no, I do not. <laughs> Just cut it in again. Don't you be telling me what I owe, girl. Ah, Peter, you bring up that mugging and that she's wearing the same outfit. Why the fuck are Tyena and her matching? It's so confusing as the audience member watching the two of them stand next to each other because they literally blend in. 
Yeah, they have the exact same outerwear. They're wearing the like Italian shirts, yellow, and Mousy's wearing this thing around her neck that's yellow. It, They're it teal, really so much very teal. Odd. So much teal. Is she future Taina somehow? Like, there is no future Taina. <laughs> that's a really dark episode where they like go to Peter Parker's future and he's like, "Hey, let me go see if Taina's still alive." And then he, oh, shit. oh, and they take her into the grave. Instead. Why'd they put a tombstone in her bed? Couldn't they use this for something? <laughs> oh my god! He pulls back the, the fucking sheets and it's just like rip. Oh my god, Peter! Yeah, we we used to be able to treat people in that bed. <laughs> But she was so riddled with disease, we had to go in quarantine. Yeah, you shouldn't be in here. Like, they're all wearing full gear and masks. <laughs> what does a child know about these kinds of lasers? I think you can see them. I think it's I think it's 1990s lasers where they're visible, not invisible lasers. You don't have to breathe, like smoke a cigarette. Like Taina's smoking a cigarette. I'm like, <sighs> maybe that's what got lasers. her in the fucking hospital, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's actually a very qualified bank robber, and we had no idea. She's like fucking Hermes from Futurama, just limboing under them. <laughs> My knees didn't bend like this before the chemotherapy. No, that's Mousy. She's limboing under at all. Oh, fuck, I didn't even think about it. Taina went full little girl in the sense that, like, when kids see their parents or so- see there's something they want, they just, like, fuck, ah! and they just commit, you know? I agree, yeah. This, that's when they walk straight into, like, glass tables and shit. Yeah, she was being super cautious, and then the second she saw Spider-Man, was like, ah! and just books it. Spider-Man! Spider-Man gets to the alloy, and then he says, This is the alloy, but how did I know that? Why do I feel so guilty? Why do I feel so guilty? He asks, tearing a security guard in half with his bare hands. <laughs> What's wrong with me, he wonders, beating a man to death with his own arm. He's <laughs> just like, something about this isn't right. Like, throws a guy out the fucking window. That's so like, that's very Deadpool, though. Yeah, that's very yeah. Deadpool. That's very Deadpool. Oh, man. Um, Hire me, Deadpool. When they're back in her apartment and he's about to dip, he's going to leave and she asks, Would you take off your mask for me? I want to know who you really are. You can tell that he's like, no, 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 I can't. And then he's like, "Ah," but like, you know, she's kind of dying. Like he kind of goes like, well, who the fuck is she going to tell? She's dying. Like that's the way he's. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Well, she says, I'm going to keep your secret for the rest of my life. Oh my God. (laughs) The way he like the way he the way he hesitates makes me think he's actually thinking that he's like, no wait, maybe I can, for you, Taina. It's like what two weeks tops, and then he's like, all right, fuck it. But then he goes and tells her identity. I'm like, now you need to kill her. Yeah. (laughs) I think time's gonna take care of that bad boy for you. God. Oh my god. Well, I would have liked her to be like, "Oh, that's who you are?" Isn't that really obvious? Like That would have been really good. It's like, "Oh, yeah. Well, fuck. How did I not notice that? Why are people so fucking stupid?" Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. The guy I remember from the- earlier when you alluded to it in this bedroom. Like this one by that Peter Parker guy. Do you know him? Sometimes too well. She's like, yeah, I put it together earlier when you said that. Oh, yeah, I figured it was you. I just wanted to see if I was right. <laughs> well, things get real because the bow on this episode oh. has Spider-Man checking in with Madam Web, who tells him he's going to face his greatest challenge yet. Well, second greatest, probably. His greatest challenge might not be crying when it's revealed that Taina has been terminally ill this whole time. The biggest fucking reveal uh. of all. All time. So fucking dark. I guess it wasn't only the voice actress's career that died after this, huh? That she won a contest. <laughs> contest for children. Man, can I go a little tinfoil hat here for a second? Um, no, I don't think so, because that's uh, <laughs> that's not really like your character. <laughs> My character? This is me, baby. Isn't it awfully convenient that just when Peter Parker is losing faith in himself, his biggest fan comes down with a terminal illness? And a letter finds its way to him from a pair of parents that we never actually see. A letter in which 
all the writing is super generic and doesn't even get her name correct. What I'm asking is, did Madam Web give this girl leukemia to inspire <laughs> Spider-Man? Because <laughs> oh she could totally do it if she wanted to. She's pulling strings all the time. All she cares about is the greater good. You're a terrible person. She's very manipulative. You should feel bad. She's omnipotent, I mean... different goons than usual true they are quite different these guys look more like cops which goes again and begs the question why the fuck is a foundry so heavily armed unless it's like owned by the kingpin or something in secret why doesn't the kingpin just buy out the alloy the factory and then he could just give him the shit you know he's super rich bruce wayne that shit <laughs> yeah just like oh i own this now Give it to the octopus, man. I mean, that would solve a lot of his problems, actually. It would solve all of his problems, yes. Theoretically, if he's under the patronage of, you know, the kingpin, he doesn't really need to do any real crimes anymore. All he wants to do is do science, in theory. He just wants to do it without any boundaries, for the most part. And that's exactly what he would like to be doing. I'm just picturing him and Smythe having to share a lab, and it's just like... The tentacle hits Smythe. Then what happens is Smythe's hover chair touches Doc Ock's tentacle, and they look at each other, and then they connect finally. They ba, look, ba, ba, boom. And then they, they both reach for the same beaker, <laughs> graze each other's hands. Well, I never noticed how nice your eyes were. Me neither. Why don't you take off those goggles? <laughs> Ah, oh, put them back on. <laughs> he, sees, he has these like beady fucking eyes. Yes, they're super close together. <laughs> yeah, put put them back on. Put them back, back on. You see him before the accident, but you never see him goggleless after. You're right. Maybe his eyes are all fucked up. Like that guy from like Dare pointing in different directions. <laughs> 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 oh god so the blueprints for the goblin gear made me laugh oh yeah the goblin's glider and this, the goblin's a strength increasing armor and here's the goblin's cock inducing codpiece I knew it <laughs> like, you just, said cock inducing I meant cock enhancing but <laughs> yeah you said inducing I know and here's the, co- the goblin's cock enhancing codpiece Oh, no, no, it. it's it's going to be cock-inducing yeah. cock yeah, now. cock-inducing now. <laughs> not cutting uh, that one. Yeah, I think Harry's mad because he's trying to find something very specific here. Like, he, they, they show him looking through the blueprints, getting pissed off, throwing them around and stuff. And all he's finding is blueprint after blueprint of Oscorp brand real dolls that all look like his dead <laughs> mom. Oh, <laughs> like Norman's oh. just trying to build another wife. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. just naked pictures of his mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's going into a rage with these things. Like, <laughs> I don't need to see another detachable vagina. <laughs> why is it detachable? So you can clean it out. Oh. That's important. Well, I mean, unless you pay for the self-cleaning one. Yeah, you just put it in the, uh, the washing the, machine. Just put it in the dishwasher next to your... Uh, in the dishes, Vero. <laughs> Come on. One other thing, though. Fucking Mary Jane has her feet on the couch. Yeah. She's With her, her fucking cowboy boots. Yeah. Fuck your couch. Her d- nice. <laughs> Mary Jane, otherwise known as Rick James. <laughs> she is a super freak. That's why uh, she's... Oh! <laughs> Fuck your couch, Peter. <laughs> Fuck your couch, Tiger. Hey, Tiger, oh, I'm gonna him. fuck your. I'm gonna fuck you like I fucked your couch. <laughs> Whoa, fuck? that is not the same thing. <laughs> no. He put the spider tracer in the most obvious spot ever. She's like, oh, thanks, Peter. What's this? Oh, are you Spider-Man? Where else should he have put it, Pharaoh? Yeah, what's he gonna touch your bum? <laughs> yep. Obviously. Oh man, her words are poison. She's just like, you really are a good friend. Oh, oh you're killing oh. me. Oh, my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Superman had his kryptonite. Oh, this is mine. Oh, God. Just starts crying. Yeah, he's like, I care about you too, Mary Jane. Here's a tracer for your whereabouts and me picturing kissing you. And uh, <laughs> yeah. like his knuckle is bleeding. He's buying it so hard. 
gets into it with Triple J. Starts yelling at him and stuff. Don't torture yourself with false hope, my boy. Don't call me boy. I am every bit the man that my father was. This baby blue suit is a men's petite. <laughs> a men's petite. <laughs> That's such a basic thing to ask for, too. Like, he just wants them to treat him with some respect, not call him boy. And right. then the second he leaves the room to go, like, they go right back to doing it. Yeah. Young Osborne, poor yeah. child. Like, I want him to be down the hallway and he's just like, I'm still here. I can fucking hear you. Like, I'm going to call my dad. Oh, no, wait, he's dead. No, gonna... <laughs> no, he's not. Just the way that, like, the kingpin goes, like, Young Mr. Osborne does have a point. And I want to be like, it's clearly just cranky from a lack of sleep. Someone get the man a juice box <laughs> and please exit him through the door. Yeah. He does it in such a put, like, like a bonnet on him. Yeah. <laughs> So Felicia comes in here and immediately Peter is fully torqued. Oh, my God. The combination of being blitzed and seeing Felicia, he just like checks out yeah. for like 10 seconds. The point where Felicia's like, Peter, like, what's up? Yeah. And she shoots him down in front of the children. Oh, no. <laughs> there was an audience. He's not going to be able to teach these fucking kids ever again. Like, he's going to have to quit. They are inner city kids. They are going to tear him apart. Like, he's going to be like, hey, kids, why don't you open your science textbook? They're like, I don't know. Why don't you get a date, you fucking nerd? And he's like, well, he starts to cry. Like, that's every class now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Felicia goes and says that she's kind of seeing someone. I'm like, no, you're not. A date? <laughs> That's sweet, Parker, but there is someone else I'm seeing these days. Thanks anyway, though. You really are a good friend. Friend? You're not dating Spider-Man, you crazy person. It's the circle of friend zoning. She got friend zoned by Spider-Man, and now she's friend zoning Peter. It's just a two-person cycle, and she doesn't know it. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Jackson. I am for real. <laughs> Never meant to make your mother cry. Here are some drugs. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I guess there's no pharmacist patient confidentiality rules, but maybe Mr. Jackson can mind his own fucking business. <laughs> like, the second Robert's out of earshot, he starts gossiping about him. Can you believe it? That kid used to be in trouble all the time. Then his mama got sick. Now he's really trying to turn himself around. Is that a, does that person even work there? Is it just some random customer? She's just like picking out tampons and like looking at them like what? Here to pick up a prescription for like her crotch itch. How many people know about the crotch itch now? Oh, Vanessa, how's that herpes treating you? Everyone Fucking in the Motormouth Jackson over there. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You mean like Kingpin's wife is there? <laughs> she has oh, her. Yeah. Oh no, I just picked the name Vanessa, but you're right. So yeah, she's hitting the town hard after Willie. Yeah. yeah. I'm leaving. You can't make up for Big Willie with volume. You do it with quantity. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, Big Wheel and the team roll out again. Yeah, this thing has got to be the easiest fucking thing in the world to track. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just smashes and destroys the roads. Like, it's so heavy, and it's got those spikes on it so it can climb buildings or whatever. The police could just follow the trail I know. of destruction and carnage. Of destroyed asphalt, yeah. Like, the outside of that place must look like the worst fucking parking lot in the world. Like, it's so bottled. I don't think New York has the infrastructure budget to fix what the hell's been going on on their streets. Yeah, it's basically like he goes back to his hideout and the police are just like, um, yeah, we know you're in there. We just followed the trail. We followed the trail of destruction and your big wheel left. He goes to roll out the next day and the big wheel's got a boot on it. <laughs> it's a giant Your vehicle boot. has been parked illegally. It's <laughs> Please wait for officer. The cops don't give a fuck, but parking enforcement's all over it. Oh, you mean big wheel? The goons holding Peter here have the worst designed costumes that I've seen on the show. <laughs> Their helmets look like they were made out of like by children out of cereal boxes. It's so terrible. I was expecting, you know, the Beetlehead guys that we normally get because yeah. those tend to work for the Kingpin. But instead we got these fucking idiots 
And <laughs> I don't, uh, there's no explanation for why they're kind of different here. It's really weird. Yeah, what the fuck are these goons? It looks like they have the like helmet jaw thing, like from football, between their eyes. Like It's like they're wearing their helmet upside down or something. I mean, I think that the reason why they, they have maybe different outfits is to, to like, oh, who's who's kidnapping <laughs> Peter here? Like, these aren't the normal hired goons we see. Like, you when you see when you see the hired goon, like that's a branded, like a kingpin branded, like classic. Except when right? they work for Shield. Except when they work for Shield. So Peter and Daredevil are there on the roof, and Daredevil goes, "There's two men at the far end of the roof, behind the sign. One's out of shape. He's breathing hard. His heart's pounding." Like, what if the guys hurt him? And why's he got to be such a dick about the one guy being out of shape? Hey, it's a glandular problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that wasn't very nice. I'm just trying to do my job. <laughs> uh, Daredevil goes and uses his baton that he made specially and like shoots like a rappel line to the next building and then... <laughs> Has holds Peter Parker and then holds the baton and then it pulls him up to wherever he shot it to. Um, Daredevil is not super strong, so what the fuck? He's doing <laughs> also, it one hand. Does he live next to this warehouse? That is very <laughs> convenient. Yes. <laughs> and also, it took him that long to come and help. Like, <laughs> well, that's it. He was like taking a crunch. He looked out his window. <laughs> oh wait, he didn't. <laughs> he heard out his window that <laughs> there was a shenanigans going on at the crime store next door, and uh, he swung on down. I liked that they panned away when Daredevil shot the baton to him already carrying Peter because like Peter's not used to being the damsel in this situation. So did they have like an awkward miscue where it's like, no, no. Uh, okay. No, I'm supposed to carry you. Like what is no going on here? Daredevil <laughs> reached under for his butt and he's like, yeah, I know that move. Don't try it. <laughs> Sorry. I call it the MJ. <laughs> yeah. Murdoch does say the name of the episode though. So I think we all have a nice drink on that. Murdoch thinks you've been framed. Oh wait. Hey, Peter. Yeah. The night is young, and there's work to be done. John Dunn. <laughs> John Dunn. I'm leaving you here, you square. I've got to go party now. The night is young, and there's twerk to be done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song! It's also a really good callback to bring this whole thing where he saved him from the hobgoblin into play because, you know, it feels like very reasonable that he would reward the person who saved his life in some way. Yeah, for sure. Instead of just being like, nice, I, I win again. You saved my father's life. What? Mr. Parker? My father, Wilson Fisk. Greetings, young man. Wilson Fisk, of course. I expected him when he opened Dickie opened the door for him for the kingpin to just be like Peter Parker from Queens like the fucking reporter Peter Parker from Queens <laughs> right he needs a butler to be like Peter Parker from Queens his name, his name is Peter Parker Peter Parker one of your goons from Queens yeah Sector Seven Queens yeah uh. <laughs> nice they forgot to draw the kingpin's hands any bigger than Peter's here and then they draw attention to it. Those hands could have held 10 people's futures. Which I did not like. Yeah. Well, you know what they yeah. say about a guy with big hands? He has a very large dicky. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's it. good enough. <laughs> All right. The funny thing is, he's like, oh, I'm starting a new company. Fisktronics. <laughs> well, it's better than Microfisk. <laughs> I mean, this is this is microfist considering like I think Big Willie lost some weight in this in this particular shot. I mean, like maybe the Green Goblin's comments got to him a little like. You're right. He's start. He's starting Atkins like yeah. Connors. <laughs> maybe Dickie here is just mad because his original startup, the Fisk book, was stolen from him <laughs> <laughs> while he was attending Harvard. <laughs> Your only friend is Wilson Fisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He only handles the best, though. So Peter goes outside for lunch uh, to this hot dog cart across the street, and uh, he makes his order. One, please, with lots of mustard. 
First of all, gross. Second of all, I've never been to a hot dog cart where they put the condiments on for you. Right? You always have to do it yourself. Yeah. And third of all, the woman pulls out a laser rifle at him, <laughs> and he just kind of makes like a little quip here. Hey, why is my spider sense? Don't move! So are you trying to tell me this thing's bad for my cholesterol? And then he lays this quip out and slaps the gun out of her hand and just runs away. He fucking it's amazing. bolts. Like, In full four. speed. <laughs> In four seconds, yeah. he goes from having his hands up at gunpoint to being a block away. He goes full speedy Gonzalez, and it's amazing. The only way he could have gone any faster is if he had Naruto run away. So everybody starts showing up to help her, and it's like everybody has a gun all of a sudden. There's construction workers, baristas, delivery yeah. guys. It's like... A village people of murder. <laughs> this was a huge sting for this yeah. fucking college really student <laughs> who just wanted mustard on his hot dog. Lots of mustard. Yeah, that's a crime. That's the treason for me. <laughs> I need ketchup on there. You know what? You're objectively wrong, Kevin, and I'm willing to say that on air. <laughs> I'll see you in court. All right. The funny thing is they kind of end this scene with Murdoch telling Peter to be careful. And then Peter counters with, don't worry, I won't be seen or something like that. And then he immediately takes the elevator down. Like, I just expected the doors of the lobby to open and like 10 news crews are set up down there covering the, the Fisk story at this point. Just like pushes the button to close the doors. <laughs> Slams door closed, door closed, door yeah, he's like, oh, I won't be, don't worry, I won't be seen. And I'm like, oh, because you're Spider-Man. Oh my God, no, he says, oh, don't worry, I won't be seen. And he takes a step around the corner from Murdoch, changes into Spider-Man, <laughs> and just fucking like, <laughs> pretends to open the door, close the door. And yeah. just, uh, Murdoch doesn't know. Just, like he fucking tiptoes out. like from the. <laughs> what if the rest of the episode is just like a fucking elaborate like cartoon where he's trying to sneak <laughs> out <laughs> and he's trying to be as quiet as possible while Murdoch's tapping his way around the apartment? And he's just st <laughs> oh. Murdoch's just steering into it to fuck with him. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because he yeah. knows, so he's just like, you know, he's baking a cake, but he's like, starts swing dancing too. Like, oh, why is he baking a cake for his uh, for his client's sick aunt? Well, <coughs> yeah, get well soon. I'd like to think she's in the hospital so much. This is almost like a private room. There was like, oh, is that the old lady who just is tired? Put her in sweet 35 <laughs> The May Parker Memorial Disappointment <laughs> Ward. <laughs> She's got a wing. It's just all old people who are sad about the choices about their children and grandchildren have been making. Oh, God, he went into art. <laughs> art. <laughs> He's not staying in the family business. My grandson said, OK, Boomer, when I said it, a racial slur. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so mj has had enough of aunt anna shit here yeah yeah she's just like fuck you bitch <laughs> until aunt anna that's enough i won't listen to this anymore yeah it's it's no more aunt anna hush she's going fucking hardcore now fucking harry mary jane doesn't like hearing bad things about peter but I do dish it out, Anna. Let's go. <laughs> then they just start making out and like, oh, so terrible. Oh, he's oh, the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that haircut. Oh, they're just banging Can on Aunt May's bed. you just squinch your neck bed. down a little bit? It's really gross. <laughs> they just start banging on Aunt May's bed. <laughs> on, on top of Aunt May. Oh, God. <laughs> So they show him watching his dad rob a bank and he kind of almost bungles it. And then it cuts to later where uh, we have this scene where Willie and his dad are running from the cops. And then and then Willie can't climb a fire escape because he's huge. But he, he still hasn't hit puberty, I guess, because his voice when he does the world's worst pull up is ridiculous. I know. Just it's like, terrible. Ah. <laughs> It's so crappy. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. The cops find him and he's still like kind of hanging there. I'm just like, you can let go now, fatty. Let <laughs> yeah, go. It's only like a half a foot drop. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're done, bud. Just uh, pack it in. 
Little fat bastard, here's some chocolate fatty. <laughs> we put a Mars bar at the top, I might have made it. <laughs> Why is he recollecting that? <laughs> it's just a side note. What? I, I figured I'd just talk about what comic books are. <laughs> You're on thin ice, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you watch yourself, buddy. Or it'll be, yeah, otherwise it's going to be Kevin's comic book minute next week. Kevin's. <laughs> we'll do that drop. <laughs> Kevin's. Peter rushes in here and even stops to say hello to her, even though he knows she doesn't like him and he's just being polite. Like he does it anyway. He takes the time to yeah. say hello just to be nice. And then she makes a point to be a huge bitch about it. Oh, hello, Mrs. Watson. Oh, hello, Peter. <laughs> Did you say you were going to Oscorp Towers? Well, Mary Jane's going to be there with Harry. Did you know they've announced their engagement? Uh, yeah. I saw the picture in the paper. She's like, oh, hello, Peter. How shitty is your life today? Yeah. Mary yeah, Jane's basically. wearing a $20,000 ring. What are you wearing? <laughs> That's yeah, it. Like, I knit you this, and it's like a fucking picture of Harry and MJ together. <laughs> It's a sweater with their faces on it. Anna Watson is just fucking loving life right now. Do you think they would tell Landon to put a shoe on? Yeah, why the hell is he only wearing one shoe? He's got that weird talon foot with the claws on the floor. Put a sock on that thing. It's disgusting. (laughs) Wouldn't your legs be different lengths as well if you wear one shoe? Like... And it's not a cool you, look. Do you he- just constantly hear him walk like click, click, like does he, you know what I mean? Like the step of the shoe and then the scrape of the talent. That would be enough to drive uh-huh. you bananas on all these metal floors. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that Kingpin thinks it's gross because when they get in the <laughs> elevator together, he specifically stands on the side with the normal side of his face. <laughs> he <laughs> like never, he's got a pro move right there. Yeah. He's like, mm, I don't want to look at your other side. But good on them for not making him like a two face kind of character where the muti- mutant side is. I almost time almost you said dropped it. a muty <laughs> in conversation. You racist! I'm surprised at you, Cecily. Really surprised. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried to correct myself. Kingpin goes and tells Landon to revive uh, Smythe. Landon, reactivate Alistair and give him the new hover chair you created. Can they not? Give him something like a fucking bike or whatever. Why do they have to keep just giving something him to a celebrate his new legs instead of hide them? Yeah, yeah. something that's not a hand-me-down, just a refurb. Yeah, yeah. It looks exactly the same as his old one, but with rockets. So like, yeah. cool. I, I thought guess. it was gonna have because it looked like it had um, cool like legs or whatever. Yeah, or, like, I did arms. see that. Like. Crab hands, yeah. Maybe so that he can hold his future captives instead of throwing them on top of the hood. Yeah, I don't know. Haphazardly. Well, whatever. And then Spider-Man says, uh, Looks like Alistair got a good deal on his trade-in. I just expected Kingpin to pipe it with, That's right, because at Big Wheelie's Hover Chair Emporium, we only handle the best. We know sometimes sacrifices must be made, Um. but never with quality. Route 2 in Hoboken, New Jersey. (laughs) <laughs> Route 2 in Wikipa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Family pricing. Treat everyone like it's your... And then cuts to <laughs> my father. <laughs> oh. I, my back wasn't right from the last time. I'll just take a cab. But but thank you, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's like... It's like, too late! <laughs> it jumps I off said, the hop on. <laughs> I want to see people refuse the ride. You're right. I want a whole bit. Mary Jane did. She just goes, oh, there's a cab stand. Okay, bye. Spidey starts talking about how strong a guy Robbie is. How ironic that in his moment of despair, he seems stronger to me now more than ever. And I really expect him to catch himself and be like, oh, I really need a father figure. (laughs) Aw. I keep on latching on to these fathers who keep committing these sins mm. of the father. These sinful fathers. Man, I could go for a gin right now. Or a lager. <laughs> Gins of the lager. Oh, man. That's the last episode of the season. Oh, good lord. <laughs> We're shooting gin into fucking lagers. Just boilermakers? Yep. Yep. 
But hey, it's uh, Randy Robertson, Robbie's son. You know, his voice sounds pretty familiar. No, couldn't quite put my finger on it. Kevin, who does his voice? Well, Peter, it's not unusual that you would ask such a question because Randy Robertson is played here by Alfonso Ribeiro, who is a regular on Silver Spoons, Extreme Ghostbusters, in the house. And uh, oh, yeah, he was Carlton fucking Banks on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. I like that he sticks to his go-to move here, which is a petulant teen. And uh, it works well. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, what? This was, he was, was Fresh Prince still even on it? Yeah, Fresh Prince. This was was the last season of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Really? Okay. So he's at the height of his powers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of his Carlton Banks powers. That's right. He doesn't dance his way out of anything here, but. uh, He does do a sweet flip. He does to escape Spider-Man. He slips the grip and just down the fire escape and he's gone. Which like, did he know there was a fire escape there? Because he commits to it. And I'm like, I I'm certainly just picturing so. him. And then. Uh. <laughs> Spider-Man's oh, no. so destroyed by this character that we've never seen before, though. He's like, Randy Robertson, what's he doing with these punks? Is crime going to infect and poison everyone I know? Just cut to Aunt May beating up a shopkeeper for protection money. <laughs> Driving away on a Harley. She's now beating up Rocket Racer's family. <laughs> She's joined the gang. She's filled in the, the power gap from uh, Big Wheel's arrest. And now, and now it's the Aunt May gang. They call her the aunt. You haven't seen her yet, have you? She knits a quilt of destruction. They beat you to death and they're home by four. <laughs> Has he really been orchestrating all of this just for this one scenario? Like he really wanted those ice cream sandwiches, man. (laughs) (laughs) His whole his whole vendetta. They were made with real chocolate at the time. You don't understand. Now they're just whole vendetta has been based off of ice cream sandwiches. Look, what would you do for a Klondike bar, Peter? That's basically it. That's like that's the title of this episode. What would you do for an ice cream sandwich? Yeah, I don't know. Mordo does say, I've merely come to you in my astral form. And he's like, astral form? Oh, no, I learned about astral forms the first day in the prison showers. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. And then Cletus uh, is just there just being fucking crazy. He is ready and willing to yeah. suck dick here. Yeah. You in there, whoever you are, forget Brock. <laughs> If this Dormammu guy can get me out of here, I'll do whatever he wants. <laughs> whatever. I'll do anything. Just give me the power. <laughs> I will do anything. <laughs> Holy shit. Mordo, I know you're intrigued, but never stick your dick in crazy. Yeah, for sure. He will bite that thing off. Mordo finally convinces Eddie, and he, he goes one step short of just being like, what are you, chicken? Bok, 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 bok. <laughs> what are you? Because he keeps like prodding him and prodding him. Why are you hesitating, Eddie? Don't you miss the symbiote? And don't you want to get out of here and destroy Spider-Man? That is exactly what happens. <laughs> That's how I remember it. When Mordo goes back, it just it, you see his spectral form re-enter his body, and it's on this giant throne. And my immediate <laughs> thought was, is that his toilet? <laughs> yeah, he just falls asleep on the toilet. That's how he has to project because he always loses control of his bowels. Yeah, that's the thing they didn't tell you in Doctor Strange. Anytime you leave your body, your astral form, you just release your bowels. <laughs> yeah, your sphincter just goes so relaxed that it, it's All inevitable. All your muscles just go. Which means <laughs> in Endgame, Strange. when they did that with the Hulk, it was just a Hulk-sized turd on the ground. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it was all just in his pants and he had to go and travel through time with that. Doctor Strange just wears like uh, you know some sort of mystical diaper. <laughs> it's, it spirits away all of his. It boobs. just goes into the dark dimension right away. That's why Dormammu's mad because he has to live in the poop dimension. <laughs> I think he's 
just throats. drunk here. Like he's like he's just introducing everyone, pointing all this shit out, yelling things. Like <laughs> maybe he has to stay wasted all the time so he doesn't transform back into the lizard. Like that's maybe. his stay calm medicine. But it's just fucking pure whiskey. That's the reason he's still wearing his lab coat for like apparently no reason. Like he's he's yeah. smuggling booze under the lab coat. There it is. And he, he has to hurry through security so they don't think to search him. And he knows he gets so wasted. That's why the name tag has to still be there. So he <laughs> Please return me to ad- this place. <laughs> it's his name and address for when he's inevitably in the gutter shitting himself. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. You're right. Though. Uh, Jim Rhodes uh, gets a little appearance here. And Jim Rhodes, a.k.a. Rhodey, is played here by the late, great James Avery. And yeah. Avery is best known for his role as Uncle Phil on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, bringing our Fresh Prince of Bel-Air cast count up to two. Uh, but he's also famous for doing uh, the voice of Shredder on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So some good yeah. voice work there. Tonight I dine on turtle soup. And then there's also this guy when they're going and finding their seats. There's this guy in the front row who looks so fucking bored. <laughs> Peter, I wrote the same thing. The guy in front of Connors is like, fuck, checked out. <laughs> yeah. Connors is the complete opposite. He's having a fucking nerdgasm here about this probe. He's like, think of all the lizards that we could get with this technology. I mean, never mind. Look, a random investor. Let's talk about that guy. It's Arden Broom. I don't think oh. that's an anagram for anything. No, sir. No. It's a perfect <laughs> anagram for Baron Mordo. Yeah, that's that was Baron Mordo's fucking move. I'm an investor, and I'm gonna be odd and broom. <laughs> no yes, one will ever crack the code. That'll do. <laughs> Mister Srub is sitting next to him. <laughs> Why broom is his last name? Because he sweeps up the competition in oh. what do I say? I do. Damn. Uh, electronics or something. So yeah, Eddie Brock rings the doorbell and Hank Azaria, which obviously he's reprising his role again. He does this strained kind of like he's holding himself back to be nice. Parker here? No, no, he's not. Why, I remember you. You're Peter's friend from the Bugle, Mr. Brock. He's there right now. Aunt May is just like, yes, I'm May. Parker. Hello. Hello, you. And she's like, oh, yes, I remember you. <laughs> You're a tall drink of water. <laughs> you said be seeing you, ma'am, to me. That was the nicest anybody's been to me in a long time. <laughs> How would you like some gin served out of a teapot? <laughs> He's so, like, joyful and trying to contain it after she tells him where Peter is. He's... <laughs> Gotta go now to the bugle. (laughs) He's so crazy. Really? Thank you. Gotta go now. Gotta get down to the bugle. Her saying the daily bugle just like brought back all the rage memories. And he's just like, yeah, on the other side of the door, like his arms hidden. He's just punching the wall. (laughs) Oh, the daily bugle. How lovely. You're just like, gotta go. Gotta get down to the bugle. Be seeing you, ma'am. <laughs> Be seeing you, ma'am. Be seeing you, ma'am. Gotta go now. Gotta get down to the bugle. Be seeing you, ma'am. What a nice man. So polite. So fucking Venom is reunited and he's and it feels so good. And he, he's about to start tearing into Spider-Man and Spider-Man's like, Brock, remember Ashley. Ah. Yeah, Ashley. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah okay. And then <laughs> after he's calmed down, basically, was <laughs> delayed response. Fucking Iron Man pipes in finally. Ashley, Spider-Man Channeling his Willy <laughs> Wonka. No, wait, come yeah, back. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> he's just like perusing the machinery. I'm just like, oh yeah, what is that? Like some kind of flux capacitor? Uh, yeah, put him down. Him and Connors are going through like all of their cool shit. He, Connors flexing his science for Iron <laughs> <Yeah>. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Venom's like chewing on Spider-Man's brain. Hey, Spider-Man, watch out! <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. Hey, knock it off over the there. Two of them are like the adults are talking. Yeah. <laughs> so when Spider-Man comes in and then the spot fucks off, Felicia goes to Spider-Man. It's like. I haven't seen you in weeks. Are you avoiding me? Avoiding you? Can you shut up? Like, it's Spider-Man. He's got better shit to do than deal with your bullshit. 
Yeah, he's cooking up quips like, maybe I need spot remover. <sighs> so good. God, that was a good one. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Took him all night. <laughs> this is so awkward, though, Peter. You're absolutely right. She's like, makes it all about her all of a sudden. Yeah. And he didn't even realize she was there. Yeah. <laughs> like, she says it. And he's like, Felicia? Like, he doesn't even realize yeah. she's in there. And the whole time that she starts gushing, fucking Jason is standing next to them. Like, he's less than five feet away. Oh Just God. kill him now. I know he's dying of just cringe he's and sadness. This, his soul has left his body. Like they'll put the screenshot of that. He is just dead. I would have liked to see the jeweler just like, you know what? I'm going to put these away. The rest <laughs> of, I don't think that this is going to happen, buddy. And like pat him on the back. He is talking shit about the other divisions here. Oh, don't think so, Mr. Moneybag Stark. You're not going to stick me on some, some bathroom tissue improvement team. It's like ever since Stark Industries bought out Charmin, they've been doing some very <laughs> impressive stuff. Like they went right from three ply all the way to seven ply. Like you need a lot of science to make that many plies happen. That's all I'm saying. But then they gave up on that eight ply research after all those kids died. Oh, yeah. It was too Best soft. Not to talk about that. <laughs> they spent too much time on the toilet and never wanted yeah. to leave. <laughs> just blew out all their O-rings. So Owen's walking down the street, you know, kind of down to the dumps because he lost all his funding or whatever. And uh, Kingpin pulls up. Yeah. And he's verbose as ever. Please step inside and avail yourself of the simple comforts of my automobile. I could have just said get in, but I only handle the best. Kingpin looks so chill in the back of that limousine. Like... Got his arm up. What's up, Dr. Owen? Come on over. Let's hang out. Yeah, it's a little too chill because you're inviting a stranger into your car. Like, yeah. I don't know if this is some midnight cowboy situation or something. That's what I'd be thinking. So we're all in agreement that Kingpin is picking this guy up for sex, right? I mean, I don't think he's ruling it out. <laughs> yeah, and then he finds out he's a researcher. <laughs> Just hear me out here. Vanessa has been gone for a very long time. And right. maybe Kingpin needs some strange. But also, he doesn't have Smythe anymore. And I don't know if you want to go put your dick in Landon. Because, whoa. Yeah. His butthole is a war crime at this point. <laughs> oh, God. Does he even have a butthole anymore? Maybe it closed up. I mean, half a one. All his poops come out like like crescent moons. Like, it's like the Play-Doh. <laughs> Obviously makes sense that she'd be freaked out about Dormammu and the cult and Hydra Man, but how does she know about Venom? And she should think of Venom fondly because Eddie Brock's the one who gave her the push to get together with Peter. That's a good point. Well, he is such a nice young man. Uh, I've heard that somewhere. Peter loves me. And why didn't yeah. she bring up the time she was kidnapped by the Green Goblin and almost drowned? Like, that seems like a pretty bad time. And also... Pretty apropos for this story that we're telling here. Why did why did they not put that in there? She should have also just included her time with Harry. It's just like, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. And that time I was dating Harry Osborne oh, and just even the blue suit. Like, hey, what'd you buy why'd you pay in the man just now? Hey. And then Peter makes a quip about Mary Jane. These things happen. It's New York. Sometimes I feel like you and I attract trouble. Listen, this is all that matters. And then they start making out. And I just wanted someone to pickpocket MJ while they're making out. And then the two of them look at each other and go like, that's right. It's New York. Yeah, exactly. It's just the end of it. shot. Someone throws a pizza pie on them. It's done. New York over here. A taxi cab just runs them over. I'm walking here. It's mousy again. Oh, God. She almost killed those people in the park that other time. Yeah, so he decides to go to Kingpin HQ to go and talk to his spy, but we finally find out who his spy is. Oh. It's none other than Joe the janitor or mechanic or whatever. Of course. Ah. We don't Fate. even find out who he is because he's never even named. Like, we've never seen this guy before or since or ever. Like, 
Um, I don't know about you, Kevin, but uh, Joe, the janitor here, has been a faithful ally to the Kingpin. Um, And why don't you just go back and look at all the episodes in Kingpin HQ? You'll see him in the background. (laughs) Just start photoshopping him into the picture. (laughs) There he is right there, mopping while the hobgoblin attacks the first time. Every time. Every time he smashes one of those statues, he's just there sweeping it up. <laughs> he's at the ready, sweeping it up. I have another job for you. Are you nuts? This is the last one. So when Harry comes in and butts in between them. Harry, so you do remember my name. That's silly, Harry. Oh, so you remember my name? So you do remember my name yeah i'm like they didn't even re-record that one they just used it again but they animated it again they literally were like this line's gotta happen again yeah like he's so proud of this thing he thought of he's like he's got his one bit and he won't stop repeating it until everyone fucking hates him like oh here comes harry god i hope he doesn't do that fake shock to remember so you do remember my name you know what good job on the suit upgrade though it's not baby blue anymore He's got a tux on. It's like it a looks royal good. blue. Yeah, he looks good. Like oh, boy. It's a man's blue. Don't call me boy. So Harry goes and says, You're my friend. If you look up friend in the dictionary, it says nothing about stealing away girlfriends. That's right, Harry. It doesn't say that. It also doesn't say anything about constantly asking your best friend's girlfriend out on dates. <laughs> so can you shut up already? Tell me, Mary Jane. I mean, I've been asking you out for months with no luck. Well, what made you finally say yes? Does it mention anything about knowing someone as being (laughs) part of a friend? (laughs) But why do you want me as your roommate? We hardly know each other, Osborne. Also, she was his fiancé, not girlfriend. Like, you would think he would drop that because it's so much more poignant to be like... Yeah, that does give it weight. Yeah. I'll give you that. Like, I I spent money on that ring. Well, well, she gave Daddy it back. did. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man shows up and sees the Green Goblin and says, You? I thought you were... And then Green Goblin's like, I'm not. Um, it reminded me of Gabo being like, I'm a bad widow boy. Spider-Man's such an SOB. <laughs> All the listeners of this podcast are SOBs. <laughs> Peter fired from podcast. <laughs> it's just like what the Daily the? Bugle. Yeah. Daily Bugle becomes it comes into existence to publish one headline <laughs> about a no-name fucking podcast and a shitty hosts. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> oh, Third-rate podcast fires second-rate host. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, he puts in the work. It's true. Uh, the back and forth here from Neil Ross talking to himself and like his split personality is top shelf and yeah. genuinely creepy. Like it really feels like the two are kind of wrestling from control, especially when he makes that weird sound. <laughs> yeah, he goes and makes this weird sound. It's just like Norman shutting down, Green Goblin booting up. <laughs> yeah, it's like a loading goblin subroutine. Ha 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 ha. I am the Green Goblin. <laughs> So they do switch back and forth, but sometimes there's this really weird in the middle voice that he makes. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's him messing up and just kind of not finding the right range to go to, or it kind of shows the duality of the character, you know? You know what? The fact that you can't tell exactly, I I kind of felt the same way. And I think it just means it worked. Like, I think it was working well, you know? Because there's such, they're very different voices. Like, it's so high pitched. The other one's just so normal that, uh, that that there is those kind of weird seconds between them. Like, I think that's fine. I I liked it a lot. I also love the expressive eyebrows going on here. They are out and about. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Someone just got them threaded. (laughs) (laughs) Microbladed. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of aggressive, the goblin just turns and yells. Turn it on. I was like, Jesus. That's like, that's like Peter yelling that at Mary Jane just one night ago. (laughs) Like, and the power squad he does, too. Like, it's not mm. just, he's, like, assuming the position. Like I'm He vibrates when he does it. <laughs> so at the end of the scene, he goes through one of the portals that he made. And I was just thinking, as he goes through those portals, is he, like, just seeing, like, Dr. Lopez in the spot screaming for help? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> Every, Every time. time with these losers. <laughs> he Jeez. just zips past them. <laughs> 
And nothing says sensitivity like a big broy thumbs up. That's what I always say. Oh my god, Peter that gets wink! A stupid look. He like takes off the hat that he's wearing that says "I'm boning your ex fiance." Like, puts it delicately back in his pocket. Peter, what did I say about that hat? And that one. <laughs> it's a it's a big just a big Texas hat, like a big fucking cowboy hat. Aww. Ten gallon baby. Uh, hear me out. When they walk up to the door. They're not holding a gift. When you see them inside, Peter's got a big blue box. Her name is Mary Jane, Vera. <laughs> That's a big red box. Uh, yeah, I think oh. he snagged that one right off of the gift table and went like, hey, here you go, Harry. So when they get in there, they see Flash, which we haven't seen in a long time. And he's in his dress purples, which is great. That's a bold mm-hmm. choice, and I like it. Yeah, but he's just there for the food anyway. <laughs> he's yeah, stuffing I know. his face, you're right. <laughs> he goes, whoa, I didn't think you'd show up here, Parker, and score one for bad taste. Speaking of which, uh, how about you rustle daddy up some more pigs in a blanket, Deborah? maybe? <laughs> Where are you going? Pigs in a blanket! <laughs> what the fuck are you talking Flash about? Flash is the, the guy who stands right at the exit of the kitchen and grabs every order <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the guests don't get it. So then they actually cut to Harry, and guys, he's got a new suit, and it's a mature blue. Nice. He is dressed to impress Mary Jane tonight. No more babies. We're royal now. Listen, he knows blue's his color, and he's accepted that as a mature man, he must darken the shade. But uh, yeah, he's right back to going to do the bit, so hit the fucking deck, guys. (laughs) Friend. We say we have a bit that doesn't die. Yeah, at least we're funny some of the time. This was never good. It was nice of you to invite MJ and me, considering everything. Look, friend. You know he, like, poo-poos the gift, but is still going to take it. Oh, God. I think he leaves with it. He's like, I will take this. Thank you. It better be a choo-choo train that I can play with on Christmas morning. Yeah, Peter's being so, like, understanding and, like, you know, kind of humble about the whole thing. And then he gets thrown and thrown right in his face. And Harry's like, I only invited you because my dad insisted. He told me to show a little backbone. I always do everything daddy tells me or I'll be grounded. But I'm going to be a little bitch about it. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. And he just runs away. I, I'm sorry. I agree with Norman. Show some fucking backbone here. Yeah, I know. It was actually that was some solid parenting on his behalf for once. Norman's tired of it. <laughs> I mean, stop clock twice a day, but uh, you know, <laughs> if he'd had a little bit more of this parenting growing up, he might not be in the situation he's in. So Norman's channeling his uh, inner Will Ferrell with the Peter Parker's here. Now the party can really begin. It's great. It's Norman so is loving good. this. I know, Norman. This entire, like, th- these next two scenes, this whole bit is so good. Like, Neil Ross kills it here. He kills it. And with the animation, it's so Oh, good. my God. He's so anime and expressive. It's yeah. amazing. It's and he's quippy, and he's just, like, your perfect smarmy villain. And it, it's like Norman's accepting being the goblin here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if we didn't know that he was the Green Goblin, you would just think that he's just been drinking wine from a can all day. <laughs> he's, he might have been so doing expressive, both, dude. using yeah. his hands to talk. Speaking like... of which. Oh, did a podcast just start? Uh, I hope so. So he's squeezing Peter's hand here. Like He shakes his hand and he does the the asshole move of really like trying to make you wince while he, while he grabs at you. Yeah. Um, and he, but he cuts it in with a little, Oh, I'm sorry, Peter. Was I squeezing too tightly? I forgot how delicate you are. Delicate? Sure you're not thinking about your son? Cut to Mary Jane trying to coax Harry out of his tree fort as he has an ugly <laughs> toddler meltdown. <laughs> He's just so impetuous sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then he, uh, this, this whole thing is capped off. Like, they head over towards dinner, and Norman gives him this wink and finger gun. Oh, when they give you the wink and the gun, that means, hey, you're our man. <laughs> and I think I found my new signature sign-off for our episodes. I hope you enjoy the stew. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Peter here decides he needs to go and create a diversion. And he's just kind of wondering, oh, what the heck do I need to do? And he's just like, 
I've got it. I'm gonna set fire to the mansion. <laughs> I'll just burn the house down. No fires. He's so proud of himself for this plan. You're like, your your plan was to burn a man's house down. Like, even if it doesn't like actually set a fire, which you don't know because he says, maybe if I heat up the chemicals in my whip cartridges, that might do the trick. Even if that does work, it's gonna cause like so much smoke damage. But I'm sorry though. Isn't Spider-Man is a scientist? <laughs> yeah, you think he know whether his webs are flammable or not. That's really important. But uh, Norman, on the other hand, is building up this secret. Peter, I think it's time we shared our little secret. Oh, God, yeah. I'm starting to think he's actually coming on to Peter, though. But fucking nosy-ass Deborah Whitman. <laughs> so, just what was this secret you were talking about, Mr. Osborne? Deborah's a woman after my own heart. She fucking senses some gossip, and she's like, right back to the gossip, please. Mind your fucking business and go back to teaching Flash how to use tools. He's eating with his hands again. <laughs> Flash, indoor manners. Just like hits him. Sensible bites. Sensible bites. <laughs> She's just trying to like housebreak a puppy here. Like She knows he's dumb, but he's beautiful and dumb. And she's just like, <laughs> I, if I can nail this thing, I don't have to go like a new husband in 20 years. So Peter starts his precious fire and the guests see it and do not handle it with any poise or grace. I guess everyone's drunk. It's fine. If it got a little bit smokier, they were going through the windows of that dining hall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just hitting each other with chairs to be the first out the door. Taking that statue and just breaking all of Norman's house. Peter charges back in and he says, Mr. Osborne's still in there. I've got to save him. And then in his mind, he says, Party's over, but I still owe Osborne a dance. A rumba, if I have my way. You just cut to them and they're just like cha-cha-chaing in the middle of the fucking uh, smoke. <laughs> How did you become the goblin mid-dance? It's the mystery of the dance! <laughs> He's can-canning. He seems like a can-canner because of his skirt. Oh, yeah. I like Harry's little half-hearted attempt to follow him, though. It's fucking oh, yeah. pathetic. Dad! Flash's like, sit the fuck down. Truly, that was the season of the Goblin. And hey, if you get the time to turn it on, why not suggest some of your favorite bits, preferably by giving us some goddamn timestamps and sending them over to social media for the next episode. You can get in touch through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or by email. All the links are on RadioactiveSpiderPod.com. We've still got merch on TeePublic or bonus episodes on Patreon if you want to support us. But most of all, we'd love it if you took a second to rate and review the show. If this was your first listen, go check out our older episodes. There's plenty of good stuff that didn't make the cut. We'll be back with some best bits of Dangerous Partners in two weeks. Until then, this is Radioactive Spiderpod saying, how about some more comic book minutes next time? Keep swinging, and so forth. Well, folks, grab your gins and grab your loggers, because this is going to be a, a long one. Which means it's time for another weird and confusing edition, another long-desired edition, another procedurally generated edition, another hastily retconned edition, another high-octane edition, another daring and bedeviling edition, another courageous edition, another killer edition, for another rock-hard edition, another toxic edition, another blood-and-guts edition, another hole-filled edition, another conflicting edition, another milestone edition of Peter's Comic Book Minute. Peter!